you're going to be looking at a couple of things on the garage door, and that's the U factor and the R value. And if you've got a good rating on both of those, you know that's going to keep the hot air out in our case or the cool air out in the winters in a place like Colorado or Michigan. Best ever listeners, wouldn't it be nice to have a $2 million pre-approval line of credit? Ah, just think about that. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? How would that help you get more deals done? Because when you submit a pre-approval line of credit with your offer on a fix and flip house, do you think it's going to stand out more? I think so. And our friends at Fun That Flip, you know Fun That Flip, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show before many times. He's a friend of mine. He's also the owner of Fun That Flip and they're a sponsor of today's episode. What they're doing is they're giving a $2 million pre-approval line of credit up to $2 million pre-approval line of credit for qualified buyers. And my gosh, in this competitive buying market, sellers prefer to sell to buyers who have a high likelihood of closing, right? Makes sense. Well, use this pre-approval line of credit from Fund That Flip and that will signal to the seller that you're the real deal and you'll be able to close quickly. It's free. All you gotta do is go to fundthatflip.com. You've gotta qualify that you have prior experience and there's a process, but it's free and you need to go to fundthatflip.com to get the pre-approval line of credit because this is a way that's gonna help your short-term rehab loan happen because you're going to get the deal for the property where you need the short-term rehab loan. Go to fundthatflip.com and get that pre-approval line of credit for up to $2 million. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and I hope you're having a best ever weekend. Happy Sunday. And because it's Sunday, guess what? We're going to do Skill Set Sunday, and this is a very, very, very specific skill that you're going to come away with, and by the end of our conversation, you're going to know exactly what the heck to do with the skill and why it's so important. So here is the skill. You're going to learn how to pick the right garage door for your property, and you're going to know the right questions to ask. It's a big expense. And there's a lot that's involved. So if you're not at all interested in that, then this isn't your episode, my friend. But if you are interested in knowing the questions to ask when you're buying a garage door, what the things to think about from safety for protection from bugs to the type of style for curb appeal, then listen up. Because with us today, we've got an expert amongst us. How you doing, Tommy Mello? I'm excellent. Having a great Sunday. How are you? I am excellent as well, my friend. And a little bit about Tommy and then he'll get into it. And then we'll talk about the specific skill of the garage doors. He is the owner of A1 Garage Door Service, the owner of Garage Door Nation, of A1 Lead Generation, and Garage Door Armor. He has been working in the garage door industry from Phoenix to Tucson and has over 105 star Yelp ratings. He is based in Phoenix, Arizona, and Garage Door Nation is the leading supplier for our garage door parts at wholesale prices. 
and he's got all sorts of wonderful videos on how to fix your garage door on his website, which is garagedoorarmor.com. I think the videos are on one of the other sites. But with that being said, Tommy, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, all the things you do, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. I started the business in 2005. I used to have a landscaping business and bartend, and, and through the process of that, I got a master's degree in business and really started to think of garage doors more of a science. That's why all these companies that I have evolve around garage doors. But, um, you know, I, I, I've done right now, we're over 150,000 customers. We're in Milwaukee. We're in uh, Wichita. We're going into Houston. I'm training guys in Michigan. We're in Las Vegas. We're in northern Arizona, Tucson, and Phoenix. So we're expanding fast. We know every style of garage door. We do custom wood overlay doors. We do copper overlay doors. We do drug tests and background checks, which I'm going to get into later on some of the questions you need to ask some of the garage door suppliers you might be interested in hiring. So basically, I'm just a garage door addict, and uh, <laughs> I can tell you whatever you need to know and give you a lot of good pointers when choosing a garage door. So that's a little bit about me, to say the least. I've got to skip straight to the question that when you were saying, I was like, what? You do background checks and drug tests for gr what? Supplier? Each of our employers, before I hire them, we go through a vigorous, basically, background check and drug test before I even bring a guy on. Oh, got it, got um, it. You're talking about your sales staff in different markets. Right. It's okay. important to have that. And I'll, right. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, that makes sense. Well, I've never met anybody who has been such a garage door enthusiast. I've, I haven't met anybody at all who's been a any type of garage door enthusiast. How much does a garage door cost on average? It really depends on what area, if you're in Phoenix, northern Arizona, what, what particular part of town you're in. But I could tell you, on the low end, if you're looking for a builder-grade door, a good price, I mean a really good price, is between six and 700 Most of the doors in a colder climate are going to range anywhere from 1500 and the custom doors that I, we build go all the way up to six or 7000 depending on the bells and whistles and the size. But typically, your average garage door is a 16 by 7 two-car garage, and that's most of the houses in the United States are that size. All right, so it's a purchase price on a just kind of a cookie cutter door, six hundred to fifteen hundred. Custom can be six k and above. The best ever listeners are primarily real estate investors, and we have also some brokers and real estate agents as well. What do we need to know that's relevant to us about garage doors? The main things that you want to look at when purchasing a garage door, and I do a lot of work for investors is you want to make sure the company that you're hiring has the ability to fix a lot of the problems versus replace because you're going to find that a lot of the times when you're flipping you're looking for a good price of somebody that'll work with you and most of the time you can't be there so some of the things you want to look for is do the technicians take pictures to prove the stuff and you know most of the companies out there are trying to sell you stuff you don't need particularly especially if you're selling the home right away so i think the least you need to know about a garage door is you got to have some type of idea of what you're looking for. It's very, very good if you do some research on clopay.com, which is a, one of the largest manufacturers, or AMAR, which is A-M-A-R-R.com. You kind of got to go in knowing what you want. Are you going in wanting your curb appeal increase, which 40% of most homes in the United States, the garage door is a curb appeal. 40% of that's your garage door. So 
you got to know what you're looking for and you got to know, are you trying to keep the cold air out or the warm air out in our case, which is in Arizona? Because if you are, you're going to be looking at a couple of things on the garage door and that's the U factor and the R value. And if you've got a good rating on both of those, you know, that's going to keep the hot air out in our case or the cool air out in the winters in a place like Colorado or Michigan. So that's some of the basics. I mean, I'm sure you're going to get a lot more out of me as these questions come, but I think knowing a little bit of the style you want, I always tell my customers go on house or go on Pinterest and find something you really, really like or find a neighbor's door. And then from that point, we could give you options as of how do the parts work, what kind of style, what kind of insulation. A lot of questions I'm going to ask, but at least know what kind of style you want and know what type of price range you're looking to spend. What's the first website you gave? Clopay? How do you spell yeah, that? C, it's C-L-O-P-A-Y dot com. And one of the cool things about Clopay and Wayne Dalton and Amar is you could take a picture of your home, very simply upload it, and you could actually see what the door is going to look like on your home. It's pretty cool technology, and it's available on almost every manufacturer's website. If they buy the garage door on, say, Clopay, then how is your company involved? I'm a master authorized dealer at Clopay, so you could only find a dealer. I'm right at the top, so they won't sell directly to the consumer. They'll sell to me, and I'll install it for you. Okay, got it. Makes sense. All right. Well, you said that you've got to know what you're looking for, and you want to make sure that they can fix problems versus replace. For the fix and flip clients that you've worked with, What's the option that they keep going back to that you've recommended? So it really depends on the person and it really depends on what the income of the house you're flipping. Obviously, I've been in $60,000 houses where they're like, put a Band-Aid on it, which in certain cases, the Band-Aid is when the panels start to crack because a builder grade door has 25 or 6 gauge steel, which is weaker steel. When the panels start to crack, we could strut the door up and put a couple wines on the springs. And that's basically a Band-Aid. Now, most of my customers are looking to sell the house in great condition, and they're much higher income than that. I work in an Arcadia, which is an expensive section of Phoenix that they're starting at 700000 So they're looking for more of a barn door look, and they're looking to put something a little higher class that fits the neighborhood. And uh, like I said, it's really circumstantial to the price, but most people say, what can I give these potential buyers that will really, really want to buy this house. And I say, one of the cool things we could do is we could put in a LiftMaster with the MyQ technology, which allows you to open the door with your phone and see if the door is open from anywhere in the world with an internet connection. And it can alert you every time the door opens and closes. And that's exclusively through Chamberlain, which owns LiftMaster, Craftsman, and Chamberlain products. So that's one of the cool features we do. in the the average opener, depending on the weight of the door, you're looking with the MyQ built in from three to $400. And then I'll tell you what all my investors do is they always, 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 even if they don't buy a new opener, they want to add a keypad because they'd rather give a keypad code than have to have a lockbox for their painters and their plumbers. And, you know, everybody going in doing their trade of work. It's nice to be able to use a keypad. And what a couple of investors do is they've got a sensor camera. As long as you have a Wi-Fi hotspot there, you put it in the garage and you see exactly who's walking in that garage. 
when they walk in. So they know exactly what guy came in. It's a great process. It costs, I think, $100 for the camera. There's different cameras all over the internet that do this, but there's no monthly fee. And you just put that right into the garage and boom, you know every guy coming in and out and you've got a keypad so you could just give them the code to where my biggest problem I've heard is you give a guy a key, it disappears and stuff starts getting stolen. So I don't agree with lockboxes over a keypad. The MyQ technology, it's about three to four to install. How much is the ongoing cost? There's no ongoing cost. And if you have internet in the home, you could actually open the garage door for the person. So you could literally open it from anywhere in the world and you could get notified if it does get open. So literally it'll text message you, boom, the garage door just got open if you turn that notification on. So there's no fees to that as well, as long as you have internet. Mm. Yeah, it seems like a really good feature for a fix and flip on higher end because for the $400, I imagine you get a better return when you show off that little nifty technology. Yeah, it's a super quiet opener. It's lifetime warranty on the belt and motor. I install another product called Guardian, and it's super affordable. It's very, very quiet. If you're looking for that feature with the cell phone, to be honest with you, I have it on my phone, and I don't think I've used it in the last two years. But on a fix and flip, you'll be using it a lot more. But then again, I don't have a lot of people going in and out of my house. So it just depends on what you're trying to do, and every customer is different. When we're talking about garage doors and the different questions to ask, Let's assume that we have identified the type. We took a picture, we found it on Pinterest. But what questions should we ask when we're trying to identify the type of door that's within that design? There's mainly three different types of garage doors you're going to find. You're going to have a non-insulated, we call it a pan door because it's just the front of it. There's no other metal on it. The second one is a vinyl back. In the Clope series, it's called a T52, and that has almost a uh, styrofoam backing to it. And I'll tell you what, if you're going to get a door, I would absolutely advise getting a bare minimum of a vinyl back for several reasons. It keeps the door way quieter, and it actually gives it a lot more durability. And the third thing is it really helps out the U-factor and R-value, which is going to help keep the warm air out in the summers here in Arizona, keep the cool air out in the winter in a, in a colder climate. And then you've got the final one, which is the Taj Mahal. This door is if you're going to be in the home for a while and you really want something nice. And it's very affordable if you're looking for a basic design. And that's a sandwich door. The reason they call it a s sandwich or a steel back door is because it has steel and then it's blown in with either polystyrene or polyurethane. And then it has steel on the backside. So with that door, you could pretty much bump into it or have it close on a bicycle and you're not going to have any issues. And for the cost you're going to spend on that door, it's well worth it because, you know, I know people that replace their garage door every five years because they just have a big family and it gets damaged. If you had this door, it's going to last a lot longer. So really deciding, and like I said, the bare minimum I would do is vinyl back, but I'd really spend the extra couple hundred dollars for a door that's going to last a very, very long time on the steel back door. How do you keep bugs out? There's several ways to keep bugs out, but a lot of times we go out to homes and they don't have a level terrain or concrete to work with. So there's what's called the bottom rubber that connects to the bottom retainer. And there's a few things. There's a thing called a storm guard, 
that actually glues down to the opening of the garage door, that it actually has a little ramp to keep the weather and the bugs out. Or you could get an oversized bottom rubber. That's a real big one. Basically what that does, it creates a bigger loop and it closes that area that has the cracks. Another thing that I recommend is they've got these, they're like a sticky bug catcher and you put them on each corner right at the corners because that's where the bugs come in. And I can tell you that every home that I have that has those has dozens and dozens of bugs. I'm talking, it's full. Every sticky part on that thing over the course of a, a six month period is covered in bugs. It's disgusting. If you think about this, Joe, it's the largest area of your home that the bugs can get in. So <laughs> needless to say, another thing that I noticed is uh, the garage door opener is not closing hard enough. You don't want it to close really hard because you could do damage to the door, but you want it to close hard enough so that the bottom rubber is closing hard enough on the concrete that they can't just squeeze underneath there. And that's when I recommend calling a professional out because like you stated earlier, we actually have 245 star Yelp reviews where Angela Super Service Award winners, we're A plus the BBB, we do drug test background checks. You wanna make sure you find a company with those credentials that are licensed, bonded, insured. And some of the things you don't wanna tamper with because I know a lot of people that do this stuff they end up trying to do stuff themselves and spending a lot more money and time on it. So you got to really choose your battles. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, absolutely make these adjustments. If not, just call somebody out there and get it taken care of for you. Tommy, what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? The best place is you can go to a1garage.com or uh, there's several sites. You can go to Garage Door Nation and definitely check out garagedoorarmor.com. If you're worried about getting broken into you got to understand that it only takes six seconds for a burglar to break into any garage. Six seconds. It was on Shark Tank, and you'll get a lot out of it. GarageDoorArmor.com. Well, Tommy, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your expertise in this area that is not talked about within the real estate circles, but it should be if we're doing any sort of improvement or we're looking to sell the house because as you said, 40% of the curb appeal is the garage door. I never thought of it that way. That's a knock you on your butt statistic. What's the main thing of your curb appeal? Because I imagine this, the remaining 60% is broken up among multiple things. So 40% is the major thing. And I doubt most people would say the garage door. And thanks for talking about a couple of different things from the MyQ technology, which costs three to 400 bucks and allows you to open it up anywhere to the three different types of doors, non-insulated, vinyl back, and the Taj Mahal or the sandwich door with the steel back. And then get some resources, the Clopay, C-L-O-P-A-Y, and A-M-A-R-R, where you can pop in a picture of your house, see what the garage doors look like with your house, and gives you a good visual. And uh, really appreciate you spending time on the Sunday too. So thanks a lot for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Have a great weekend. Best ever listeners, if you're looking to take control of your retirement and you have a 401k or IRA, then check out Sense Financial. It's S-E-N-S-E financial.com. They offer you the chance to take control of your retirement accounts through the self-directed 401k and IRA programs. You can request your free consultation at sensefinancial.com.